Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I don't question the genie that lives in my phone, okay? <laughs> I show 89. Okay. Same. It's going to get All one right. more degree, and it's going to be down to a low of 70, but it will be sunny, and Mercury is fun. coming into retrograde. Uh-oh. Gird your loins. Uh-oh. But I can't get, I, you know, I, I lose my, <sighs> for, I can't explain that over and over. What? Mercury, retrograde and mer- or Mercury. It just means don't make big choices, don't, and relationships don't, don't yeah. buy contracts. companies, don't sign it, contracts. Just give yourself a time to feel things out. Yeah. Don't make rash decisions, I feel like, is what the, the big th- point about it was. And people are on edge. Yesterday, I felt like I had my period. Yeah. All day, I've never been so emotional. Like, I was, I could have cried at anything. You, I felt like I was 15. You, uh, I really did. Anything, I could have just started drop of a needle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, and yeah. all day yesterday, it, I, I thought, um, wow, this is really happening. And what, that I wanted to cry every minute? Yeah. And wow, I <laughs> am always grateful for the extra flow of testosterone that I have going on. You in my really body do. So she does. I do not have, She's to a man. have, have the feels this way, Rocco. It's the best of both worlds, really, if I'm going to be honest. She's a woman man. No, I You mean, really are. If you have a little bit more testosterone, maybe sometimes you might not have quite the feels. You were having a blast of estrogen oh, feels yesterday. Unbel- and you know what? I forgot to take my... Um, Lady medicine? Yeah. For yeah. two days in a row, so no wonder. Yeah. I had, boy, pent-up tears. Mm-hmm. I could cry it. I didn't even notice. I thought we had a fun day. Oh, well, you weren't well, noticed you, on the air. This, this, was the, the this is all the things that happened before work. This is and confessions of the double wide and confessions. And now everyone's back to hear my, uh, you know, because Hannah's back and Jess, people at Jess is back. It's, it's very crowded, but I feel like we've adapted well. It's I've fun been, seeing yeah. people in the building. Yeah. I mean, I'm ha- I'm happy to put. The year of the Lord oh. of COVID pandemic <laughs> 2021 behind it's me in the rear view oh, mirror in just so, so many ways. And I I have a couple of uh, goofy family members who are not uh, vaccinated. I'm very worried for them because they're just they're they're sitting ducks. Mm hmm. The vi- I mean, the virus will go and find places it can go to. Right. And so I'm just kind of like, ah, ah. you know, do something, go mm-hmm. and get vaccinated. It's such a great feeling. It is a great feeling. You know, I know. But people but, have, people are, well, people are doing it. Let's thing. just say I'm glad it's not World War II and we need to rely on anybody to sign up and go fight overseas or anything <laughs> because, geez, Louise, you can't even get a vaccination. I mean, what would we do if it was World War II and we needed people to sign up? You know what I mean? This is like nothing. It's just nothing. So, anyway, it's just, uh, I, I don't, I don't like it. I just mm-hmm. feel like, uh, 
you know, it's your patriotic duty just to get a vaccine and there's I went nothing into, bad I went into happening. a store last night, you know, because we've been not wearing masks here at work. And for the first two weeks, it was weird going to the restroom and not running back here. Oh, gosh, I forgot my mask. Even to run to your desk mm-hmm. and stuff. And other people are experiencing this, I'm sure. And so um, I, I, I'm used to not wearing a mask now completely, completely. And so I go into a store last night and everyone's wearing a mask. And I asked the person, am I supposed to wear a mask? You know, because it's right in the store, right in the cities. No, we're just wearing them. And I'm like, why? You know, but almost well, everybody so, in there had a mask. And I felt but maybe like weird. someone only has had one shot. Right. And I asked and no, they were fully vaccinated. They're just wearing them still. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just kind of my mom kind of went and had her. uh Cataracts checked yesterday. Well, at a doctor's office. No, but at her, and and they wanted to see her vaccination card, and she said I was I didn't have it with me, but I had taken a picture of it. And the nice receptionist, I told her I don't know where that picture is on my phone. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical! <laughs> so course, that's hysterical. The receptionist they, is going through because I mean, photo. who's closer to you than the eye doctor? Right. Or besides right. the dentist, you know, right. those are the two. And she said, oh, yeah, the door was locked and you have to show your vaccination card. And she said, I'm going to go to Bartels today and get a copy and get a laminated card. And I'm going to carry it around with me because she just said, I don't know. She said, I got my mom is of the opinion at the um, at the age that she is at that she's got Mm -hmm. quite a few doctors uh, looking at different things. Well, it's amazing how you (laughs) compile them up at a certain age. I got this one for that, that one for that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Who's having an amazing life? Oh gosh. We, well, yeah, I guess we do have time to remember. Yeah, let's do it. Faye Shulman. So, you know, we love our historical fictional novels about world war two stories of heroism. You know, we've read so many books, the nightingale and the rose code and the huntress, the huntress, the Alice many, Network, yeah, so many, so book many of books. Names. Yeah. So many. So, um, Faye Shulman is the life that we're remembering. She has passed away and she has quite a story. You guys, um, uh, in World War II. So on August 14th, 1942, barely seven weeks after the German troops invaded Soviet-occupied Poland, yes, they massacred 1,850 Jews from a shuttle named Lenin near the Sluk River. Only 27 people out of the whole shuttle, the village, yeah, um, were deemed essential, and Faye was one of them, but they were shoemakers, tailors, carpenters, blacksmiths, a barber, and a young novice photographer named um, Fagel Lesbanek. And she later became Faye Schulman through Mm -hmm. marriage, and the Germans wanted her to take commemorative photographs of them because they were very, very big on photographing their progress. Of right. what they were doing as they were invading. Horrible. I mean, just unbelievable, right? Horrible. Horrible. And um, so they said, you know, they're like, and you better be good. Because they asked her, you know. And she, yeah. and Or else. And, and so she had to document it. So she had to document. Oh, horrible. So they spared her from the firing squad because of their vanity and their obsession with bureaucratic record keeping. And those two weaknesses she later used against them. Um, 
And I mean, I won't even get into some of the things that they made her photograph, but she kept copies of photos if when she could as evidence. Right. And then she later um, escaped and joined a, a Russian guerrilla resistant group of fighters. And she was one of the only known Jewish partisan photographers, uh, photographers. And thanks to her own graphic record, she debunked the most common narrative that most Eastern European Jews had gone quietly to their deaths. And she wanted to let people know that they They resisted. They resisted. Oh, good for her. And she ended up immigrating. to. She fought through the whole thing. The forest became her home. Right. She lived the underground forest resistant fighter for like two and a half years. Wow. And she immigrated to Canada in 1948 and... She's there's a biography, um, a partisan woman's memoir, a woman of the Holocaust. There was a documentary. You know, she she is known. She was 101 years old, but she oh. never she never photographed again. She never took pictures no. again. Wow. Kind of amazing. That gives me the chills. I know. And the the bed was uh, was grass. The roof of the sky and the walls were the trees and her rifle was her pillow. And oh, she, but she, I mean, she wow. fought and. She she killed the bad guys and she she uh you know had the evidence to prove and tell the real story. So Faye Schulman under oh, thanks for telling us about Yeah, her. that's, that's an awesome. amazing life. All right, listen, we come back, it's time for random thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if And now Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, this made me laugh today, Lori, because it Rocco, one saying in our family forever, and it started with my mother, was Jesus H. Christ. Okay. And it was always H. And we'd I'd be, what's the H for Horatio or something? Yeah. I mean, what, you know, yeah. what, where's the H come? Because we go, Jesus. Yeah. And then H, we, this yeah, was yeah, just yeah. our thing. I feel like you're, you're very close to swearing. I'm uncomfortable right now. No, I'm not <laughs> okay. swearing. I'm just saying that's just because we, that's mm-hmm. just a bad thing that we would say. But right. it, it is close to swearing. You're right. It is close to swearing. But where it, does the H come from? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But I know I heard my mom and dad, too, use this, this H. The H. Rocco, did your parents ever use the H? Um, I feel like I've heard that a few times. Okay, know. so no one knows where it ever started. You um, didn't go, did you ask Wikipedia? And, no, Mark Twain. Alice no, ask, this, this came on the machine. <laughs> okay. Did you ask Alexa? Alexa, where did the H come from? <laughs> no, you did your research. No, uh, right. So, okay. apparently... um. Mark Twain said in his autobiography that people were already using Jesus Christ when he was a kid. And he said, and that would have been in the mid 1800s. So no one has a clue where this came from. But it's been in our lexicon forever and a day. So in case you ever wondered what the H stands for. If who, anyone no is one watching knows. this on YouTube, no one, I'm blinking help in no, Morse code. No, no one knows. Lori's worried that I swore. Yeah, I'm blinking. I know it. I know it. Blinking. Well, I know, but people, I know. I think All you right. can say his name on the radio. You I know. think you can, too. Um, no, you can't. All right, so okay. <laughs> have you guys been to Vermont? Yeah. I have. I've uh, skied at uh, Kill- Stratton. Oh, it's Stratton. Stratton, Vermont. I've stayed at the in the, the, the lodge at Stratton Mountain. 
quite beautiful right on the mountain. Right. Rocco, have you yeah, been to Vermont? Yeah, when I was very, when I was young, yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys know that billboards have been banned in Vermont since 1968? I probably knew that because mm-hmm. I used to sell groups at the lodge, right? you know, at Stratton Mountain and probably did know that as I did my drive through. I went to Stratton and Eagle Mountain, New Hampshire. We had all these beautiful. Rocco, I had this greatest job when I turned like thirty. I yeah. was like the, the direct. I was like the director of of resort marketing for Colony Hotels and Resorts <laughs> for the East Coast. But I all the. I mean, it was just beautiful. She she was properties. a boondoggle of yes. a fun fun job and um, worked with you know Peggy. Oh, Peggy. someone just says it stands for holy holy. Okay, there you go. Thank that you. Makes that sense. makes so much more sense than Horatio. I, and, holy crap. And let me yes. Hollywood speak that Julia like did not put any effort into finding the linguist source <laughs> of the H in that story. The, I told you the machine gave it to me. Okay. I there told you the you machine go. gave it to me. Because that was like super. No, but I saw it and I thought, gosh, what? Because we did you uh, we did we did use that. All right, so the billboard thing though, because you think of now if you're driving to Duluth mm-hmm. between like Jesus H Christ has its own Wikipedia entry. Yeah, it does. Yeah, All right, we're stopping that. Well, yeah. It's very uncomfortable with this <laughs> religious talk. Okay. Um, okay, so we are. Um, if you drive from like Forest Lake now to Hinkley, how many billboards have been added in the past even five years? I love it. You love- I love a billboard. I love having something to read and there glance it keeps, over. It keeps you active. I like to know driving. what concerts are coming, what people are seeing. And I don't mind a billboard one damn bit. I am not ever going to be billboard outraged. You're not. Well, I'm just. No. There's certainly a lot of them. Yeah, no, I like them, and I kind of, you know, I think uh, that's good. That means business is coming back. Yes. So, you know. Yes. I hope to see some more concert, and I really enjoy the ones that are put on by, like, um, you know, like uh, the city of Duluth, or, you know, like, I like the scenic ones where they yes. advertise something, Split Rock House, you know. Yes. Lighthouse or whatever. Well, here's what's going on tonight. Um, you know, Keg and Case on West 7th Street in St. Paul they are doing outdoor things. They're doing outdoor um, music on the weekends, and they're doing outdoor movies on Thursday nights. Family movies, nostalgic throwback yeah. movies. And tonight, this would be a great night for a drive-in or an outdoor would. movie. The Goonies oh my is playing, gosh, and then Jumanji, then E.T. and Ghostbusters. But you can find out about that and the bands that they're having on the weekend. Fun. Yeah, they've got a lot of stuff going on there, and it's kind of cool. It's just casual. It's just right outside. There's no fee or anything. Yeah, and they have so many different fun food vendors in there. They really do. Yeah. And then at Treasure Island, I'm just giving people some ideas. Foreigners coming. I- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. 
They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I mean, the outdoor music. Oh, they've got them scheduled. Yes, they do. They do. Trampled by Turtles and Wilco is coming in September. Ah, that's the show I want to see. Christopher Cross, for Um, all of you people, October 16th. Where's he going to be? Treasure Island. Okay, I'm in on that. You are, Rocco? I'm a big Christopher Cross guy. Saturday, October 16th. And then Chicago, Saturday, October. We will be at a wedding October 16th. We are at a wedding that day. That's very exciting. That's right. Mm -hmm. The wedding that was postponed. The wedding that's going to happen. Uh Uh-huh. A year later. So, and Carrot Top, for people who want to see, December 3rd. Okay. When is Trampled by Turtle Trampled by Turtle at Treasure Island. They are together Saturday, September 18th at 7 p.m. Oh, that's the show. That would be a good one. And that is a reschedule because they were going to play last September. You're right. Because Casey and I... Um, we're had a room, you know, booked a room, Jules. Oh, you did book a room? Oh, yeah, booked a room and ha- was going to have a romantic, you know, Treasure Island sex filled concert night after we saw the that. Would be, that'd yeah. be kind of fun. We, you know, I'd, just a one nighter, yeah. a one night Sam with your we, husband. With your husband <laughs> at, at, we've done it at Mystic Lake. Yeah, and I, I haven't, haven't had, had a one night Sam at Treasure no, Island. No, I know. Casey, so, but It'd that be a is place. a that is a reschedule. I can't remember if Wilco was with them, but definitely Trampled by Turtles. Right. Yeah. I remember. And they always at the fair sell out Trampled by Turtles, doesn't it? Isn't well, that always think, a big thing? I I think they've only played their ones. Wow, whatever, Lori. Okay. They always do that old show. I feel like Donnie used to go. All right, so here's the deal. You're so off. I know I am. <laughs> um, we were talking about vaccinations earlier. And yeah. Anheuser-Busch is going to give people... Um, They're going to buy the whole country a beer for 50 to 70%. They are. So let's get there. And child care places, if you have to take off. Yeah. Kinder care, which is here in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Uh, they're offering free drop-in um, care if oh. you need to go get a vaccination. Good. So there's people that are Good. helping make it an easier. All right. Well, this buds for all of us. Let's get vaccinated. Yay! Everybody. Beautiful mistake. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful Who's, Who is mistake. that? That's oh, Maroon, Maroon 5. five. Yeah, I kind of like that song. Mm, it's not bad. No. Okay. So... We haven't had any royal mm. anything. Oh, our, our, we have gotten so many emails and Lavaco's gotten so many calls. Where is the royal information? Tell can us we, what's can going on. Can we hear about a, a, a piece of fabric in a, in a museum? Yes. This is good stuff, though. Okay, this is. It is. Okay, so there <laughs> is a lot Rocco. of... I listened to it already. It's, yeah, it's Rocco interesting. <laughs> So, you know, people are hoping to travel again to yes, Europe. Yes. I recommend using a travel agent for everything your package, right now. for yes, everything I right agree. now, because they'll be on top of it. But anyway, um, I did not realize, you know, because we saw, when was the Princess Diana and her clothing collect? It was like after... Five years at least. But it... And it yeah, it's been a long time. But I had it was an this traveling collection, yeah. but it came to the U.S. And apparently, this um, what was on display in um, England were like the books that she'd signed, but right. not her wedding dress or something. Okay. So they are having a big because she would have turned sixty, 60 this, this summer. Year, the Queen's Jubilee is the, coming the up. The statue of her is being presented at the end of July. A lot of stuff for for Princess uh, Diana. Princess Diana. So Molly Hunter from the Today Show was in London giving okay. us a closer look. 
And what a dream she looks. What a dream she looks. It's the most famous wedding dress in the world. A statement dress and then some at 25 feet, the longest train in world history. Now, for the first time in 25 years, it's on display right here at Kensington Palace, and we got an early look. I mean, there's nothing quite like seeing it up close. More than 10,000 mother-of-pearl sequins, too many to count, adorn the British-made ivory silk tulle. The front and back covered in panels of antique lace originally from Charles's great-grandmother, Queen Mary. Something borrowed. Exactly, quite, something borrowed. Quite, quite a thing. And there is something blue in there as well. There's a little bit of blue uh, ribbon that's stitched into the back of the skirt. According to designer David Emmanuel, Diana personally made the call. Out of the blue, she rang the studio and, and asked, uh, would we do the honor of making her wedding gown? Can you imagine? What? Huge excitement, but we kept stum. The design kept under wraps. Fittings were top secret. Blackout blinds installed in the studio to keep paparazzi at bay. I, I, I like to think secrecy goes with every bride. They always want a big, a big entrance. And particularly a royal wedding has to be very secret. And we promised her we would keep it a secret. We promised her we'd make it look like a fairy tale princess. And remember those wedding designers, they were like they her, were, they were like oh, 27. Right. You know, and she was 20. I mean, that was, that wedding was almost 40 right. years ago. Right. And anyone who did get married in that era, you more than likely have sort of a headband, mutton chops, puffy sleeves that are back in style yeah, right yeah. now. And yes, it was just, but anyway, uh, let's play the next part of this um, story. Also part of the exhibit, sketches, early photos, and letters from Diana to the designers. And then you have one more Diana dress, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So we also have on display her going away dress. A dazzling number by David Sassoon, her honeymoon dress. So she changed from that into this on the same day, and this is where we yeah, got her waving yeah. kind of going off. It's quite a contrast, isn't it? And I, I mean, think... a lot less fabric. Later, part of her working wardrobe in Australia in 1982 and again in 1983. Look cool. at that power stance, too. <laughs> very, very Princess <laughs> of Wales. Yeah, you can imagine she did that before she sort of went out and met all the Yeah, crowd. exactly. And this came to be known as her caring dress, often worn to visit children. But she never wore a hat because she said you can't cuddle a child in a hat. More history-making dresses as part of the royal style in the making exhibit, including the Queen Mother's coronation gown from 1937. A glamorous tour de force, but nothing tops this dress or this moment. And we did see it in the case oh. because the train is so long. It's just it's this big centerpiece, but there's all this other fashion. It would be like if you happened, if you were going to be in London and you were interested in fashion, you, well, first of all, you should go to Kensington Palace anyway. anyway it's so pretty. It's so the grounds pretty. and everything. But imagine if it was open for an exhibit. Oh, I'd love it. We saw the Princess yeah, Grace exhibit and that was just so fun. It was just perfect. You know, it was like an hour and a half to go through and... We were just like, oh my gosh, look at it, you know, because that was really well yes. done at the Victorian. Yes, it in, was. Uh, Albert. Albert Museum. Museum. Yeah. The V&A. The V&A, as, as it, it were. were. That's mm -hmm. right. Okay, so uh, so that's happening. Um, Queen Elizabeth will host uh, President Biden and his wife, Jill, 
when he visits the UK at Windsor Castle, and that's in a couple weeks. So okay. that's happening. And is um, the UK open yet to travel? I don't know that it is, but I suppose protocol and everything they're able to, you know, do that. Oh, but I course. don't know about the corn. I don't know anything about that, but. Um, of course, um, you know, Harry and Meghan are going to be invited to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. There are people when trying to start be? something. Um, next year, she oh. will celebrate 70 years mm. on the throne. That is a Platinum wow. Jubilee. All right. And it will be a four-day weekend in June of 2022. So this will be a perfect time for the brothers, and I pr- hope the Queen can, you know, all things go well. Right. And they can all just be together. And I and hope things this story we heard yesterday about um, Kate, um, William's wife, being the peacemaker in the family is a true story. She and she's is, working on it. She is talking Prince mm-hmm. Balderingham off of his... Um, <laughs> crown or his throne of jealousy about harry she's speaking yeah, some she truth is. to him all right good. So i do believe that yes and then uh what else do we know um oh i uh, was some very very old young human remains were found um on uh uh, the, uh, they're ten thousand years old they were found um basically Right outside of the gate of Harry and Meghan's Montecito home. I heard yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That is 10,000 years old. Ten, Human remains of a little... little. Well, they think it's from the Shumash people who lived in the area. And they called in a forensic anthropologist and... I feel like all anthropologists are forensics. That's kind of a funny oxymoron, I'm just saying. Well, an anthropologist... But they studied the bones and everything. Forensic, all right. I don't know, potato, potato. Yeah, I guess. Um, But anyway, the cops have been called to their place in Montecito nine times. And they were not called when I was there because we did a slow five-mile-an-hour drive-by... Well, you can imagine the curiosity. There's no sidewalk, so right. it's not conducive to stopping. It's a hillside neighborhood. Yeah, okay, got it. Okay, there isn't even a sidewalk. There's just, you know, yes. long driveways with big gates. Yeah. So, anyway, I wasn't one of them, but... Um, Anyway, there there was I wasn't <laughs> just one to of be them. clear. It wasn't me clear. that the, they called the police on. Yeah, and um, you know they've had one guy though that they've um, arrested twice at the mansion. Jeez, yeah, I know. So, yeah, let's see. Oh, and Jody Turner Smith, who is going to play Anne Boleyn, yes, in a and, new series, and she, and she is from the. She's the from the Queen, UK. Yeah, but she's in the Queen's Gambit, right? Isn't that who that is? No, this oh. is Jodie Turner-Smith. Oh, okay. She married the guy yes. from uh, that used to be with Diane Kruger. I can't yes, think of his name. Josh. He was in The he Affair. Was, he was in the, the big show with Kate, the young kids show on the beach on the East Coast. Dawson's Creek. Thank you. Yeah, filling in all the blanks. <laughs> Sounds like... Is, rhymes with rhymes with this okay. is yeah. he was in the original Mighty Ducks too. Yeah, you're right. He was and right and, here in St. Paul. Yeah, yeah so, she's beautiful, gorgeous, mm-hmm. and so they're together. Yeah, remember, he and Diane Kruger were together for the longest time, and, and then, then he she broke, fell in love with she, Norman Reedus yes, and had a baby with she him. She smelled his armpit, 
And that was it. And that was it. He took her for a motorcycle ride, and that was it. She yep. got one. She just they were like, together forever. For, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Jody is doing interviews uh, because uh, you know this Anne Boleyn is going to be coming out, and she was asked about um, Meghan, and she said uh, she felt that the monarchy could have done more to protect yeah, Megan to make her feel safer. I would agree. Yeah. And what's weird is, you know, we always think of, you know, A-list Hollywood uh, having never complain, never explain. Uh-huh. But we also think of the Royals as very 100%. much never complain, never explain. Yes. That's basically what Harry and Megan, you know, said they were told by them. Just grin and bear it. Sure. You know, we all have to go through this when all these really terrible things were coming up about Megan. They were right? like, can't you deny some of this? Can't we do anything? Well, The Guardian two days ago had a story about how Buckingham Palace had a policy of not hiring any quote-unquote fi- foreigners to work in Buckingham Palace. Um, that w- that like They didn't get rid of that until like the late 1960s. So this is a guardian just reporting this. You know, mm-hmm. they're in the mm-hmm. normally, right? They never complain, never explain. Mm-hmm. My God, Buckingham Palace is not only complaining, but they're explaining that whole thing. Which so is they so didn't want, unusual. But they didn't want to hire foreigners. But but I'm just saying the people who never complain, never explain, would never do it for Megan. Now they're doing it for something that ended in the late 1960s. It doesn't make any sense for the family who says never complain, never explain, to be complaining, explaining about that. That's what I'm saying. I get it. It felt like, uh, okay, you... You do it for that, but you couldn't do it for Megan? Oh, Lord, will you ever stop? But I mean, I'm I just, know, but that's, yeah, I know. It, it's, they're saying a lot by speaking out so vehemently about this thing. You're like, whoa, struck a nerve, did we, Guardian? Oh, Lord. You know, Julia, you just mm-hmm. got to look at things sometimes in the context of uh, how Buckingham Palace is handling. Their PR, I say, who's ever been handling it, has done a pretty bad, crappy job. <laughs> She's got her platinum jubilee. These kinds of stories, it's a sport. It's just, you know, it just says a lot that they are complaining and explaining about that one. All right. Mm-hmm. They're feeling the heat, Jules. All right. I'm sure. The heat is on. Okay. Look at the time. Okay. We'll be right back. So, what are you trying to say? the meaning of this i don't know you said you wanted to start with me you said i got a hollywood speak for you laurie oh here it is here it is (laughs) (laughs) okay apollonia says that um prince stole the class this is for both of you rocco that prince stole a classic move from david lee roth and while she was she was dating David Lee Roth while they were filming Purple Rain, Apollonia, Apollonia was. was, and Prince and at, Prince stole David's mid-air split. You know, he jump up and do the splits move and started doing it at his own show. Apollonia said that Prince didn't want her to be seen with anybody else or to date anyone famous until the movie was released because he wanted to be the one to discover her. And at the time, they were at Prince's house, and he jumped off his piano and touched his toes midair. And apparently, he did it to bust in on Dave. 
and maybe show that he could do whatever Dave could do. Hmm. I never Thoughts? thought of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, both, goes, they both were famous for those uh, split kicks yeah. on stage. Prince Maybe did them far did longer than David Lee Roth, I feel like. Well, he Probably. kept his face. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You're longer. Yeah, um, he did. He kept his figure a lot what, longer. What, what, ju- what is Apollonia promoting right now that we're getting <laughs> this, uh, this little story? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. I mean, I don't mind this kind of a story, uh-huh. but I mean, I feel like um, I don't think David Lee Roth was the first one to do the this jump split that, you know, I feel like, you know, James Brown was doing that. and Right. I mean, I don't know. I think she's giving a lot of credit to David Lee Roth. Right. She, yeah. Yes, she is. Yeah. But I don't know what she's promoting either. Right. I don't know what in Demi Lovato. All right, here's another one for you. Okay, oh Demi Lovato says being a. Bo- <laughs> Is this an interview she did with somebody? Yeah, with Drew Barrymore. Demi Lovato says being the breadwinner as a child star impacted their family dynamic. Well, no kidding. I know that's yeah. what I want to say. I Duh. Mean, yeah, it, that that uh, I and I guess those two could bond over that. They did basically because yeah. Drew Barrymore was the breadwinner by the age of six, and yep. she supported. Geez, not only your mom and dad, but I don't know some other. Colin McCall, McCulkin could talk about yeah. this. I mean, the child stars, and she just said um, she noticed that um, they would try to ground her when she was seventeen years old. Demi Lovato's parents were, and she would just say, "I pay the bills." Yeah, and she says she cringes now when she thinks about the attitude she had, but when the world is putting you. Remember, she was a star since she was on Barney. Yeah. She was just a little kid. When the world is putting you on a pedestal, you kind of think that you can do no wrong. And as I got older, I saw my parents as just big kids themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, I have Demi Lovato fatigue. So do I. Yeah. So do I. But I feel like that was just a duh, a duh headline. Yeah, well, but yeah. that's what they were bonding over. Yeah, I they imagine. were talking Although, about. Drew Barrymore hasn't been taping this week, so this must be a headline that. Demi's people released early to take away from the Dr. Pepper uh, <laughs> kerfuffle uh, of the other day because Drew Barrymore is on the hiatus, hiatus yeah, she this is. week. So she is. But yeah, okay, there we go. That, that right. explains it. That explains it all. Okay, uh, Ben Affleck uh, has uh, basically the paparazzi are waiting outside of JLo's home in Beverly Hills and. He looks over Julia and he gives the paparazzi just a a smirk when he's leaving her house this morning. And he just says, yep, 
I got laid. I got laid and you caught me. Yeah. Big deal. Big deal. Flash it. I'm happy. I know. This is what I look like. And notice how he had the top down. Yeah. This he's all they, he doesn't he care. Doesn't he mind doesn't at care. All. Why not? Even though his kids are going dead. Yeah. Doesn't mind it at yeah. all. You know, Mm-mm. she's back at work. She's gone back to Miami. I love this lover romance that they're having. Mm-hmm. You know, this is lovers. Okay, so that's what we learned yesterday. Yeah. What are the def- definition of a lover? Lori gave us the definition. <laughs> Rocco, Benefer two point They are having a lover relationship mm-hmm. right now. Lover, 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 lover. Oh, lover. oh listen to you this. No this isn't an interview with the Guardian. Okay, tell me, Christina Hendricks, um, Joan jo- from Mad Men, as it were, right. and she's on that Mad Woman thing or. Whatever that show is. Bad Girls. Bad Girls on NBC. Yeah. Um, But anyway, the Guardian asked her about um, what kind of particular sexism did you get from uh, reporters as far as playing Joan that was In the period piece about the 60s. Yeah. And she said, she said, um, she said, all anyone wanted to ask me about was my bra. I, and I, there I are only just two sentences say to say about a bra. It fits. Uh-huh. It's of course, a, and I can't wait to take it off. Right <laughs> um, she said, yeah, she said it was just so um, bizarre to me that like people didn't think anything of it to ask to her ask how big me, of a breast size she had yes and what were the bras because in this in that time period they were there was a a cone a cone, cone element, element to, to it there were a lot mm-hmm. of dark jane yeah. russell filled. element as it were yeah anyway. isn't that kind of isn't that pathetic that's so pathetic when you mm-hmm. think about it because did you watch mad men rocco i did yeah okay i we loved, loved mad men loved everything about it she said she was constantly asked sideways point blank around the thing everyone always and it was just and what, that's why she didn't she kind of didn't do that many didn't interviews. do a lot of press well you want to know same. the sweet justice out of all that yeah. is she's being asked every question about her breast size the show ends up asking the male star everything about his penis. Yeah. So that's kind of sweet right. justice. Yeah. Right? Right. Is that so, where I play the hamaconda? That's the yeah. hamaconda. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, that kind of is sweet poetic justice. Because then everyone asks, are you wearing underwear? Right. Are you, why, what is going on down right. there? Are right. you, you know, are you wearing boxers or briefs? I mean, everyone was all over him. Yeah. So he got re- the reverse. You know, he was treated yeah. like what yeah. a woman was treated like. Yeah. Okay. Fair Abraham calls. Uh, She's the teen mom, right? Yes. That's teen mom. all I know about her. Okay. But she said um, she called uh, Chrissy Teigen an unfit person in uh, society because. The apparent, teen mom said this? Yeah. Because apparently Chris, uh, Chrissy Teigen called teen mom. Uh, she called her a whore. Who is a whore? Who you? A whore in a tweet. Um, you know, Chrissy Teigen probably wishes she wasn't as, yeah, she says, as bold fair, on social fair, media. Here's the tweet. Fair Abraham now thinks she's pregnant from her sex tape. In other news, you're a whore and everybody hates you. Which, <gasps> not other news stories. Sorry. Boy, she had a mean streak. Didn't she? Whoa. Whoa. But this is, this was. And this was in 2013. This, she really had a mean streak. Yeah. I, yeah. Whoa. 
Well, social media backlash. It's what we tell our kids. Don't put anything out there. You yeah. don't want to come to bite you in the butt years later. And, you know, she was 28 when she I, She was that. old enough to know better yeah. on all of these situations. I feel... She, Farrah says, to you, Christy should seek professional help. I've known for a long time that she's an unfit person. Well, whatever. I don't <laughs> okay. put anything into what okay. Farrah Abrams is saying. Okay. But, but what she is doing is she's pointing out she was another person that Chrissy Teigen kind of tried to school on social media, which is not acceptable. Yeah, well, I mean... At her age versus these young women. I, there was just a lot of acceptance for name-calling in a lot from a lot of different people that shouldn't have been name-calling. I hope that's our pandemic le- lesson. We've learned yeah. no more name-calling. And and if you Being do so it... Mean. Do so it to mean. the person directly, to their, to face. their face. That's right. You know, and don't film it, for crying out loud. Right. Say what you need to say. All right, we'll be right back. This is Lori right. and Julia on My Talk 1071.